It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. It is uh, the first Saturday without a full slate of college football, but we have still plenty, plenty to talk about. An in-season tournament final here in town between the Lakers and the Pacers. Uh, Army-Navy later today in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, I'm even going to throw some FCS playoffs at Alex White. See? Didn't prep prep you for it, but I actually have a play in an an FCS game, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Alex White is here as well. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. As you mentioned, this Saturday looks a little different, but, I mean, look at the college basketball card we have today. It is insane. So I'm excited. It should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun indeed as we get rolling here on a Saturday. Let's let's dive in. Let's start with Army Navy. Three o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific start for this one. Foxborough, Mass, the site. And uh, uh, Navy taking the money here. Uh, down to two and a half. Army favorite in this one. 28 the total. 19 in the last 20 of the, these matchups have gone under the total. Last year, they finally broke the streak. Took overtime to break the streak and finally get a game over between these two. Uh, bounced around 28, 27 and a half, back to 28 on this total. Uh, Alex, now with three, now with threes gone, because I know you took a three earlier in the week with the midshipman. Now it's probably nothing to do with this one at two and a half. You are completely right. The, the over is a little tempting. Army's games have averaged 43 points this season and Navy's 41. But we know how these two play each other, so I'm going to stay away from that. But it was a take for me with the dog here at the three points. Navy has played a much tougher schedule, and they pitched three shutouts this year. The only time they really struggled was against the pass-heavy offenses, which I don't think Army possesses that sort of threat. So I feel pretty good with Navy plus three. You're right, two and a half. Nothing there for me. Again, two and a half now. Neither team can go to a bowl despite getting to win number six for the winner today. Uh, Navy, as you said, uh, defense uh, has had their moments this year. They've also had their bad moments this year as well on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Last time out, uh, SMU is still scoring in that game. Uh, 59 put on Navy in that one. Uh, But, you know, these... These Army-Navy games are always grinded out. It's the same style as we already saw earlier in the year with Air Force as a humongous favorite against Army with basically the Commander-in-Chief trophy locked up. All it was is, all right, just handle your business as a 20-plus point favorite. And they lost the game by 20, which started the spiral downward where Air Force didn't win another game the rest of the season. Uh, And for Army, look, it's a little bit of a different offense for the Black Knights than we've seen. This is not the pure option offense we've saw forever at all these service academies. Uh, uh, Jeff Munkin saying in the offseason, just because of the new rules, uh, it's harder to uh, do crackback blocks now in college football, Uh, player safety reasons for that, the transfer portal as well, uh, hurting Army's ability in order to run that option. So, They still have plenty of it in their offense. It's just not the same, hey, we're just going to grind you the whole way through and run the option on every single play. You took the words right out of my mouth, too. Army with that huge upset over Air Force, and they didn't win another game. On the flip side, though, Army has won three in a row. So that does make me a little nervous here. It should be a good game. It's always a a fun um, scene there. And I would like to make it to this game one time. That yeah. is on the bucket list. Yeah, uh, next year they're in FedEx Field, so I would not bother with that 
stadium being in it. But when they're in Baltimore again, they're yeah. in Philadelphia in a few years. Philadelphia's a place that this game should always be, right? Smack dab in the middle of, of West Point uh, and Annapolis. Yep. Uh, but, hey, uh, I'm not the one scheduling the games <laughs> for this one. Uh, I, real quick here, uh, on the FCS side, Alex, I, yeah. I, I know you probably don't have any anything on this, uh, but last night Montana was a huge favorite. They needed overtime to survive the Paladins of Furman. Uh, so Furman with an easy cover. didn't matter what number you got. Uh, there's three games today. Number one seed, South Dakota State, hosts Villanova. That's a three-touchdown line. South Dakota State, just for reference of their dominance this year, the Jackrabbits were nearly $2 favorites at the beginning of the tournament to be the champions. So they should be a cakewalk, according to those numbers. Uh, but 21-point favorites against Villanova. Deepest Villanova has been in the FCS playoffs in nearly 15 years. Uh, a battle of the Dakotas uh, it, at South Dakota and Brookings today. Uh, South Dakota hosting uh, North Dakota State. The Coyotes beat the Bison earlier in the year in the Fargo Dome, which is a, as we all know, a gigantic deal at that level. Uh, but North Dakota State's playing much better. By the way, uh, Vermilion, uh, South Dakota, excuse me, uh, Brookings is where South Dakota State is. Can't make that mistake too often. Uh, but the Coyotes. Coyotes are getting a whole touchdown now. Yeah. I'm actually going to take the Coyotes plus the seven in this one, getting a whole touchdown against the team they beat earlier in the year. Uh, the Bison, again, North Dakota State, as we know, a power, power in the FCS ranks, Alex. Hey, I don't mind it at all. I mean, that revenge factor might make me a little bit worried, but if they've already beat them, they know their opponent very well. So seven with South Dakota, very interesting. And then the last one, uh, what a horrible trip for Albany going all the way across the country to the Kibbe Dome to take on Idaho today. Idaho, a four-and-a-half-point favorite behind us. There is some four in the market, so if you like the Vandals, search for that four, lay that. I have nothing on this one. That's the late-night game, 10 o'clock Pacific time, or excuse me, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific time for that one. All right, let's uh, shift over to the NBA. The Pacers and the Lakers tonight at T-Mobile. Indiana, of course, the upstart, undefeated in the in-season tournament, coming off back-to-back upsets this week. They took out the Celtics. They took out the Bucks in, in success in fashion. Alex, the Lakers, pure domination on Thursday night. A 44-point margin over the Pelicans. LeBron at 30 in less than 30 minutes of play. And, you know, for the in-season tournament, Lakers, by the way, favored by four, 243 to total. For what this in-season tournament was supposed to accomplish, the NBA got the matchup that, and look, I know they probably like rather see Giannis or the Celtics or even the Knicks or whoever, but this is perfect for what this in-season tournament's supposed to be. You got the big brand, the veteran team, you got LeBron fully invested in this in-season yep. tournament as well, and then you have the Pacers, a team that isn't ready to realistically compete for an NBA championship, but a team that is young, a team that is led by Tyrese Halliburton, who's everyone's getting to learn how good Halliburton is now. And a team that is caught lightning in a bottle. And now here they are with a chance to look at the NBA level. The Indiana Pacers have never won an NBA championship. They've won, they won an ABA championship, but that's obviously a whole different game. And they've only been in the NBA finals one time. Uh, Reggie Miller and company lost it to the Lakers when the Lakers started their three-peat at the beginning of the millennium. 
So, Alex, I, I, I have nothing on this game. I think the number's right. Uh, if you made me take a side here, I would lean to the favorite. I just think when push comes to shove, I, I think the experience that that team has, uh, this core won a title in the bubble. LeBron, obviously, is one of the two best players that's ever played the game. And I, I just like the Lakers to win this game. I, I'm not comfortable enough to lay the four. So much that you just mentioned, I completely agree with. This has been such a success for the NBA. I love it. I hope they continue to do it, which I assume they will. But really great for the Pacers to be in this spot. You mentioned on Thursday, because we were talking about the Bucks and the Pacers, high total. And you said this is more of a um, end of the season. What am I trying to say here? You know, so defensive battle between oh, yeah, the two. Oh, yeah. Then, so, so, so just the, 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 the piggyback on that. Yes. Quick. No, I'm not going to touch the second game. Second game was a blowout. That game should have went over. The Pelicans just didn't show up. Correct. The first game, now, granted, we're talking about a total that was 258 and a half points, which is asinine how how big of a total that is. Didn't get there. And quite frankly, a few more fouls I might have gotten there. But it did play for the majority of the game as more playoff. That's vibe, what I was looking for. Where it, defenses are going to be better. Possessions are going to be longer. And for this at 243, in theory, now I don't know how it will play, but in theory, it should play as a NBA Finals game six, game seven, should play as that. Now, granted, I don't know if that will play like that. The Pacers don't play much defense. They are of the, fast, the second fastest pace in the NBA right now, uh, but I'm not touching this total at 243. If anything, again, I would take it under, yeah. but I'm not going to touch it. Right, so I uh, that is what kept me off that over, which I was looking at. But I agree with you on the side. I am on the Lakers. I have a money line parlay going. I had the Clippers, 76ers yesterday, and the Oilers. And then today I need the Lakers and the Bruins to complete my uh, five-team money line parlay. So rooting for the Lakers. I think LeBron can get it done. First in-season tournament. You know he um, will show up for this one as he has in the last few games. 30 points in the last one, 31 before that. We do have some NBA props here at the South Point. Yes, Point. we do. That is a lot of fun if you want to play it that way as well. I I want to go to College Hoops. We'll circle back with this. Vinny will be joining us in 10 minutes to get the whole scoop from behind the counter. There are two games starting in 20 minutes that I want to hit, and then we'll take our first break. Tulane, Mississippi State for this one. This is a neutral site game in Atlanta today. Uh, the Wave are eight-point dogs behind us. It looks like Mississippi State just... Uh, got hit a little bit again after it dipped to seven and a half. So back to eight behind us. Um, touch nine at one point this morning. This way, again, this is you can get this in college basketball where you get these numbers bouncing all over the place. Uh, overnight was eight, um, high as nine, back to eight now, as low as seven. The whole the whole shebang on this one. I have no opinion on this game. Mississippi State has had their moments this year. Totals one fifty better on offense than they have been the last few years. Uh, so this is a stay off, but this is a game at least wanted to touch on since it's starting in the next 20 minutes. Now, I know this next game at 830, you do have a play on. Yeah, I. Uh, old Big East rivals no longer in the same conference. Syracuse goes to D.C. to take on Georgetown. Uh, both teams with new coaches this year. Of course, Ed Cooley goes from Providence's alma mater down to D.C. to take over Georgetown. Adrian Autry, of course, replacing the Hall of Famer Jim Beheim. Uh, Syracuse is now playing man-to-man -man defense, which, as we know, 
30 plus years, 40 plus years of Bayheim in a 2 3 zone, that's no longer the case. There were some games in Hawaii where it looked like a team that never played man to man. And now, look, in that tournament, they drew Tennessee and Gonzaga, who are both top 10 Ken Palm teams. I don't know if Tennessee's that good, but they are a legitimate top 25 team. Gonzaga, we always know, excellent on offense, if, if not anything else. Now they play Georgetown in D.C. The Hoyas are 5-3. and three. This is going to be a long turn here for Ed Cooley. Their wins are against Lemoyne, 357th in Ken Palms. Mount St. Mary's by 11, 257. American U, they beat them in overtime. They're 300 in Ken Palm. Uh, 262 Jackson State, they beat by 7. 260 Merrimack, they beat by 2. Their losses, they lost to Holy Cross, who is the 10th worst team in the country, according to Ken Palm. They were handled by Rutgers, and they gave up 71 to Rutgers, which is hard to do. And then a week ago, the controversial finish where Georgetown had TCU, the three at the buzzer where Emmanuel Miller stepped out of bounds, but it wasn't reviewable, banked it home. TCU escaped D.C. with a win. Syracuse is a one-and-a-half or two-point favorite. I like the Cuse today on the road as a short favorite, lay the one and a half, lay the dollar twenty money line if it's out there. If you can find a dollar twenty, just lay the dollar twenty as opposed to the dollar twenty-five that's out there. But too much offense in the end for the Orange in this game. And Georgetown's defense is three hundred and tenth in the country, according to Ken Palm. I don't need those numbers yeah. to watch them and know that their defense stinks. So I expect Syracuse to be able to put up a bunch of points. The totals interesting and well as well. One fifty-one and a half behind us. There is some 150 and a half in that in the market. I don't mind going over that as well as you can find the best number, just because again, Syracuse still getting better, but still working through learning a whole new defensive scheme. And as I said, Georgetown's defense is brutal. I like it. I like that over a lot. There is um, my dad, Kenny Whitey, tweeted out this week about mm -hmm. the offense of college basketball and how we've seen an up from last year. The average points are 146 so far this season as opposed to last year at this time, 141.4. So if you can find some uh, some totals you like, lean into that over, I think it's a great time to jump in on that. So bad defenses, Syracuse getting used to the new system. I like it. I agree. I, I, I will say this. Well, plenty of college basketball to get through today and, and throughout these Saturday shows now, mostly college basketball-centric. Alex, we'll have some hockey as well later in the show, and we're going to take a quick break. As our guy Vinny Maliulo is going to join us in a few minutes. Sports by the Books, the show here at the South Point Studio. See you in a few moments. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. 
We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world. Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn. And so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gow Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in Sports by the Book is the show. I'm Jeff Piles, happy to be with you. Alex White alongside Vinny will be with, with us momentarily. We'll get him the uh, Jimmy Vaccaro uh, hockey shift. Also, yep. Vinny's going to have to hand me my sheet that I left over there, <laughs> which um, very, very smart of me to do that. Uh, only, only, only check marks of what games we're talking about. Now, you know how, don't, don't, don't bother, Alex. I, I'm good. I'm good. I got my notes. Uh, my notes are in here and my notes are I, there. So we're I good, have we're good no to go. doubt. You've got <laughs> so, a lot up there. So uh, let's uh, go back to college hoops. A few games at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, I want to bring up Cal and Butler first because this game has been bet. Cal has taken the money. Butler opened nine overnight. Down to eight behind us. There's eight and a half in the market. There's one nine, but it doesn't look like it's available in Nevada. Uh, so this is this can happen when you're betting college basketball. And Alex, well, you and I had this discussion the first week of the first two weeks of college basketball. Of I'm never I, in the past there'd only be hopping in on overnights when it was clear. Hey, this number's way off. Right. That would be the only time that I hopped in. This was an example last night where I didn't hop in overnight, and I wish I did because now at eight. It's tough to justify the cow bet. Eight and a half, maybe. Nine was the number I liked it at. I liked the nine was a play. Uh, I just, this is more just, I don't think Butler, who right now has shown, uh, look, they have two losses on the air. They lost to Michigan State in East Lansing. Okay, nothing wrong with that. And they lost to Florida Atlantic in Orlando at Disney World. Florida Atlantic's really good. Yeah. So those two losses are, nothing wrong with those losses. They beat Penn State. They beat Texas Tech. Uh, last week, uh, this is a reasonable team. I'm not. I just don't think they should be this big of a favorite against a Cal team. Now, look, Mark Madsen inherited a mess. This Cal team was awful the last few years. They're coming off a really nice win a week ago against the Broncos of Santa Clara. Beat them by 15. Santa Clara is a good basketball team. They already beat Oregon. They beat Stanford. But Cal beat them by 15. So it feels like this Cal team is going in the right direction, even though the record may not say it. I liked it at nine, eight and a half. Maybe I would go a half unit, parse your, uh, the unit size down. But at eight, it's tough, uh, tougher for me to, to see, even say, hey, put a half unit on. 
I like uh, the breakdown here with these two, but and especially you talking about jumping in the night before and getting the good number. Nothing jumped out to me in this one. As you mentioned, Butler had two losses. The, their last loss was on November 23rd. So been playing very good. Penn State, Boise State, Texas Tech, as you mentioned, all three wins and Buffalo going into this one. So nothing for me here either. Let's go to multiple shades of orange in Knoxville today. Illinois on the road to Thompson Bowling to take on the Volunteers. Really fun, good non-con matchup here today. Good test here for Illinois. This is really, I don't even want to say it's an East Coast swing, but it's East of Champagne. So uh, they went to Rutgers last Saturday. They won handily at the rack. Then they played FAU in the Jimmy V Classic earlier this week at Madison Square Garden. A wild pace game, 75 possessions, 98-89 win over a good Owls team, as we mentioned before. Now on the road to Tennessee. Tennessee had the three straight losses to the elite teams they played on their schedule. Purdue and Kansas in Honolulu at the Valley Invitational this year. And then went to North Carolina. All I can tell you is, Alex, if you told me before the game that Tennessee was going to put 92 on North Carolina, I would have lost my life savings. Because I would have said, hey, everything I got on Tennessee. And they lost that game. They gave up 100. You don't see that Tennessee defense get exploited like North Carolina did a little over a week ago. The Vols did have a bounce back against the Colonials. A nice 21-point win against George Mason. A top 100 Ken Palm team at Thompson Bowling earlier this week. Uh, But we're back to seven. This was at six and a half when we came in the studio. Now back to seven on the line. I, I like that. I'll take a whole seven with Illinois. If Tennessee comes out and beats me, they have a big-time defensive effort, and Illinois struggles to shoot after a big-time shooting game against FAU, that natural regression happens, so be it. I just think this is too many points with two top 25 caliber teams. I'll take seven when you're giving me that with the Illini, and if the Vols beat me, so be it. 9 a.m. start time, Pacific time. I'm excited to watch this one right after the show. Illinois, they're only lost to Marquette, who's a really good team. Nothing so, wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, this this should be a really good matchup. Nothing jumped out to me, though, side or total to bet in this one. Yeah, seven-point loss to Marquette back on November the 14th. All right, one more game at this 9 a.m. Pacific slot before we bring our guy Vincenzo on. This is at Wells Fargo Center. In Philly, it's not at the Palestra, which I'm a little so I, I'm a little surprised that Calipari didn't want this game at the Palestra for his Kentucky Wildcats. The Cats are 14 point favorites behind us, which is actually second market high. There's a 14 and a half out there, but mostly 13 and a half in the market on this one on Penn and and Kentucky. The Cats had that loss last weekend to UNC Wilmington and Rupp Arena. Uh, Their other loss, of course, was in the Champions Classic in Chicago against Kansas. Nothing wrong with that loss. You know, this feels like a scenario where you're getting that many points with a Penn team that I'm a little surprised they're 191 in Ken Palm. I I feel I've watched them two more times than I would have expected so far this year. They beat Villanova earlier in the year. Uh, Three of their four losses are in overtime. So just flip the results of that, and we're looking at a team that, I mean, you get you get the, you get the luck there. They're nine and one with their only loss being a a big five game against St. Joe's on the road right. in St. Joe's building. I, if Kentucky is if Kentucky had a game in between that lost to UNC Wilmington and this one, it would be a take on the Quakers. I just can't get there because of what we saw last from Kentucky 
where this just feels like, all right, even though the Quakers are well coached, even though they are they are efficient on the offensive side of the ball, that defense is 303rd, according to Ken Palm. They will get exploited today by Kentucky, and this is a nice bounce back for the Cats. So no play for me, but it is a lot of points to lay in a road game. I'm glad we talked about this, and I'm glad you pointed out all the facts that you did because I was looking at Penn here to take that 14. I thought it was a little bit too many points, but they haven't played too tough of a schedule, right? St. Joseph's and Villanova were two of their better teams that they faced, and that was a little early on in the season. So I'm going to stay off of it. We'll see what Kentucky does here for a bounce back. Kentucky, 14-point favorites against Penn. We can bring Vinny on right now if uh, if Vinny's laptop is ready to roll here on a, on a Saturday morning. Uh, I will bring this up real quick. Uh, no, no, that's that, that's that's mine. I just forgot to bring it over there, Vinny. Pulled a uh, pulled a pulled pulled an airhead on that one. We're getting uh, used to it. We had a quick quick, <laughs> quick changeover yep. with um. Yep. Yeah, with uh, Ray State Las Vegas uh, preceding us today with Ralph Sirocco and company. Yes. Um, now uh, five days a week, Wednesday through Sunday here uh, on the. Uh, on the studio's page, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, what are you doing already? Just hit it. It's free. If it's free, it's for me, right? I just hit the button. You get all of our great content here at the South Point Studio, Race Day Las Vegas, the newest edition coming this week. Uh, Punchlines with Frank Nicotero, noon Pacific, Monday through Friday. And then, of course, our show, uh, five days a week, Thursday through Monday. I do want to bring this up real quick, Vinny. Yes. There was some big transfer portal news that came down right as the show began. Uh, Dylan Gabriel. Keeping it with a school that begins with the letter O. He's going up to the Pacific Northwest. He'll be a duck next year. So he'll go from Bo Nix, who's in New York tonight, probably going to finish second in the Heisman voting behind Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. And they're going to replace him with Dylan Gabriel, who I thought he had his, he had a good year at Oklahoma. I thought he had his issues at times. Uh, the inclement weather game in Kansas, the fact that he didn't play well, and that alarms me a little bit with going up to play in Oregon. I was going to say, is, there, is, is weather ever an issue? Yeah, that, that alarms me a little bit. But go, just look, we, we, don't have, we won't have Heisman odds for next year for probably about a month, I would say. In most oh, it's going to be longer than that. Uh, I, I personally, I think. No, Only well, because of this so, transfer. Some of, the, some of the books I know will rush to get them up, which may that's be fine. Good. I mean, that's a choice. I think yeah, rushing exactly. it, you, you're, you're going to uh, – Look, the classic example for us was putting up the, the games of the year later because of the transfer portal uh-huh. and how many late transfers uh, there were. So I, I will say Dylan Gabriel is probably going to be one of your three, regardless of when the odds are up, one of your three Heisman favorites going into next year, now mm-hmm. uh, going to Oregon. Uh, the Big Ten. The Big, ten, the big Oregon, 20. The Big Ten. <laughs> uh, yes, the Big. You know what? They should just call it the Big Ten times two. By the way, uh, I think. Two, what, two days ago, Yeah. Uh, what, about a dozen players uh, at Florida? Florida's had a pretty significant exodus so far. Well, uh, look. Uh, University so, of, of, of Florida. So, sun, so. Sunbelt Billy. Sunbelt Billy might be on his way out after this year, Vinny. It's, uh, it's, it, it bears watching. I mean, and this is, uh, you know, we were chatting yesterday, right, Jeff, with on Football Friday uh, with Chris Andrews. I mean, the transfer portal combined with the NIL uh, is – it's basically it's basically free agency in oh, yeah. in in college sports now, and and that's fine. I mean that's a free enterprise, right? But you've really got to pay attention to it from on, on both sides of the counter, and that and that's what uh, that's what we've had had to learn to do, particularly in the last couple of years. 
Right, Alex? I mean, you're, you're watching it very closely as well. Yep. It, you definitely have to stay on top of it and uh, make your adjustments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vinny, uh, before we get to Army-Navy, the in-season yeah. tournament, and a lot of college hoops, good games that we already touched on a few, uh, the FCS playoffs. You, me, and Chris talked about this yesterday. Yep. Uh, Montana survives in overtime last night uh, against good the Paladins. Game. What? Good Great game. game. Great game last night. Um, easy cover for the Dins and now one against uh, Montana. Now today, you have three games. Uh, actually, it looks like cheap. the folks just bet Villanova they here. They did, yeah. Uh, down to 20 and a half against South Dakota State. Uh, North Dakota State's a seven-point favorite on the road. I'm already in on South Dakota plus the seven. Uh, as I said, I would be yesterday on the show, Vinny, and now uh, the Vandals, uh, three and a half. So actually, the Great Danes have taken some money early this morning. You know, I've got to tell you that during the, the regular season, when we put these games up on, on the, uh, going into the weekend, the general public really doesn't get us involved. Alex gets involved in these games, which, no, I mean, it's a you, you, because everybody, you know, for the most part is very focused on, uh, on the regular board, we'll call it right. The, uh, the regular rotation, but, uh, professional betters, uh, really, and give us some good insight as to what, what they like and everything. And they wait for these games because, uh, these games during the regular season will garner more professional money. 90% of the action on them will be professional money during the regular season. Now, and, and <clears throat> you remember yesterday, Chris brought up a great point. So the rodeo is here in town for the next 10 days, right? Or next week and a half, and it's already started. There's a lot of folks here that are from these areas of these schools, particularly, uh, you know, Montana, right? Um, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. Uh, you know, Idaho, uh, South Dakota. So they're, 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 they love, and they know people and they follow these schools on a regular basis. And so they're, uh, we've, we've got more of a mix of clientele now betting into these games. So you mentioned it, South Dakota State uh, today, what, three touchdowns uh, against Villanova. That, that total's come way down too, by the way. If you noticed, uh, we had, uh, I think, 51 uh, on that total. And now uh, that total is uh, down to 46. Well, well so. as you know, when the Jackrabbits and the Villanova Wildcats do battle, <laughs> you got to throw out the record books, yeah. <laughs> uh, Vinny. Uh, a, defensive, I, a defensive battle. I will, I will say this. There's a reason that total has crashed. But weather's... 30-mile-an-hour uh, wins. Yeah. yeah, weather's definitely... So yeah, yeah. that total... A factor. <laughs> and, Vinny, we, the three of us have had this discussion all year. Forget the snow. Forget the rain, unless if it's a blizzard or a hurricane. The yeah. wind is what matters, uh, is, and of uh, course, when it's a blizzard or a hurricane, that wind is going to be high anyway. Yeah, it's uh that that's that's the big factor there. So you you've got those kind of those kind of gusts there, um, and I think the weather is kind of working. I think we're gonna have weather today and tomorrow. I mean, yeah. when we get to the NFL card, I mean, oh uh, yeah, we will. Some, uh, some weather, that I ninety five corridor is not going to be a fun yeah, place to be tomorrow. Uh, it, it'll be uh, nice to be uh, nice to be in the in the south or uh, out here in the west. Um, North Dakota State seven holding steady as seven point favorites. That total down to uh, forty eight and a half, and um, and then we've got Idaho uh, money showing for for Albany as you mentioned, Jeff. Four, yeah, nine, the great nine, the nine. Great Danes. Yep. Down to four and a half uh, off the six openers. That's so. uh, quite the trip 
There's there's some quite there are a lot of fun trips this week in NFCS. Yeah. I mean I mean Furman going from South Carolina to yeah. Missoula, mm-hmm. uh, Villanova all the way out to South Dakota, uh, Albany Albany to which uh which, is that is that Moscow Idaho where uh you, you University of Idaho University of Idaho is right I think it is yeah I think I think I that think. sounds right I think that sounds right Sean is that right Yeah I, th- I think that it is Moscow let's get Idaho. that. Yeah, we got confirmed. it. We got it. We got it confirmed. So yeah, those are Moscow. those are some wild. It'll be trips. Moscow, Russia. Uh, and, well, you know what? It might as well be to uh, the, the kids from Albany, right, Vinny? <sighs> Although uh, it's a little chilly up in Albany, right? Uh, right? Ah, yeah, I'd, say so. yeah. I'd say so. I'd say so. I mean, you're in the stretch. You're in the stretch of the year now in, uh, in in upstate New York, where you don't see the sun for three. I months. had buddies that went to school up there uh, in Albany, Siena. Uh, I was like, what are you? It's crazy. What are you doing? It's, it's not cold enough down here in the city. Yeah, all that uh, I- I- Ithaca, some oh, cor- all those fun court, ones. Uh, uh, cor- uh, Cortland. So, yeah, SUNY yeah. Cortland. Oh, oh yeah. No. yeah, there are a lot of a lot of, a lot of fun I had a buddy of mine go to Plattsburgh. Yeah, that, which that's, is well, that's essentially Canada. Which I was going to say, yeah, you know, you, yeah. you're on the the, the throughway, and yeah. and I, I remember seeing the sun. Anyway, I'll tell you, yeah, long story short, there was there was a there was a wager involved that a my buddy Kev Gallagher and I went up to see him. Anyhow, we we went up there. The next the next thing I remember seeing, where, where is this place? Where is this place? I saw a sign, Montreal, next four exits. Yeah. Like, wait, what are you doing up here? Yeah, now, Plattsburgh, Oneonta as well. I see. Just it, it, Most snow I've ever seen. Beyond cold, Alex. Uh, that's all I'll say. Yeah. Beyond cold in, yeah. those, in that neck of the woods. At an so, Air Force there. base. There's an Air Force base up there. Yeah. I'll tell you how much snow there was. You could barely see the top of the tails of the B-52s. Yeah, that's not what you want. Yeah, no. That's not what you want. Okay. <laughs> Definitely made my decision quite easy, made it easy. as to a college. So uh, let's do some college hoops here, Vinny. Yeah. Um, how about this one? Speaking of Canada, how about two games in Toronto? Toronto, right? yeah. Uh, the uh, Purdue Boilermakers and Alabama. Oh, a good game there. Uh, they're playing at uh they're playing at the Marlies Arena today, Vinny. Yeah, see, we got a Toronto Marlies mentioned, so that's all that matters uh, uh, of the AHL. Uh, Purdue six total one sixty and a half. You know the uh, Vinny Alex and I were talking before the show about this game, and Alex's first question to me was, "This total too high?" And my answer to that is, "I'm not betting it." But when Alabama's involved, and if the tide are making their shots. There may not be a such thing as a total being too high. Yeah, that's uh, they they definitely like the perimeter uh, to Alex's yes. point. And if they're dropping, which let's face it, Northwestern uh, they were dropping against Purdue uh, last yeah. week and Purdue's first loss, right? So, but this game hasn't moved. I mean, it's it's pretty good two two way action on this game. There's been a lot of action this morning, especially on totals. I mean, you're watching your screen. Oh yeah, uh, your screens light up with with uh, with the totals. Um, but this one has held steady. Um, Purdue still one of the, one of the top one of the top teams, but Alabama playing well. And and again, if they go as their perimeter game goes, I mean they oh, love yeah. to get up and down the court. They love uh, they love to put the ball up uh, from the perimeter. And if they're if they're making them, and Purdue, let's face it, Purdue can shoot too. Uh, you know they're they're not they're they're not adverse. Uh, it's not just about the inside game with the big man. Right. Yeah. The two of the top five offenses in the country, and then Purdue does play better defense, eighth best defense according to Ken Palm. So. I did lean to the over here with these two going head to head. I'm excited to watch this one. Did you have a play on it? I, I like Purdue. I, I just don't see Bama being able to slow Edie down enough 
Now, the kicker with this, and this is always the case with Alabama, and Vinny mentioned it, if their threes are falling, yeah. we saw, we've we seen it through this Nate Oates era. A few years ago, they were, they, I forget who they lost to the game before. But they lost. They they lost. They lost Iona. Now, granted, Rick Pitino was still coaching Iona at that point, so that was a good Another Iona team, team that wasn't averse averse to uh, putting the ball up. Right, and they and they went after losing that game. They went on the. They went to Seattle, and they beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga, and they put ninety one on him. The following game, they put eighty three on Houston, which Houston doesn't give up points <laughs> with Kelvin Sampson coaching that team. So when they're right, and that was, by the way, that was a nine, that wasn't even the one overall seed team from a year ago. That was two years ago mm-hmm. when they were uh, a, a middling team at that point. Right now, they're hitting 41% of their threes. If they are around that number today, this game's flying over, and I might be in a little bit of trouble covering a six with Purdue. But I, I just think in the end, the defense of Purdue wins out here, even though Purdue struggled to go cover the perimeter against Northwestern. But Vinny, as you figure, they make some adjustments, right, to to their, uh, you know, to their to their defense. Well, and also, as you know, with the with with those with those early December conference games, we've seen it since these conference games are starting to show Mm -hmm. up more early in the season. Mm -hmm. We get some wacky results in December in conference games. Well, if you recall, last year uh, Northwestern as well, right? They gave uh, Northwestern beat them last year, you know. So um, sometimes it's it's about matchups too, right? And and so. Bowie just uh, uh, Boo Bowie. You, you got to love our one guy. Of the, one of the great names of the year the, uh, in college. But I do have, you know, obviously we, you know, Purdue gets a lot of publicity because they're so highly not only uh, ranked but also rated. But I've got, you know, I've got Alabama in in my top twenty uh, from a yeah. power rating standpoint as well. I, I don't, you know, so um, this is a good club. This is a good game, and uh, I love these. Uh, I love these matchups early in the year. You know. We we certainly be and again it's it's a different it's a different game with uh, uh, than football. You'd, you'd love to have some of these earlier in the season too, right? And uh, interconference games, um, but it, when when we can get them in basketball now, it really is a, a bit of a preview to what we're going to see in March, right, Alex? So you know it it really bear not teams there'll be a lot of adjustments right. between now and and, uh, and the big dance, but still great for business. And fun to uh, fun to book. Let's go to some other games here in college hoops, Vinny. Uh, and I want to go uh, to another game in Atlanta, Indiana. Yeah, I was stunned at how big of an underdog Indiana was earlier in the week at Michigan. Indiana goes there, wins outright, is mm-hmm. nearly the same underdog they are today against Auburn. Now, yes, it is a neutral site. It's Atlanta. It's an easy drive for the Auburn fans. Uh, it's seven. I, I did take a piece of the Hoosiers getting those points. Uh, but again, Auburn, not quite the same as Alabama offensively. But again, if they're making their shots, the Tigers are a, a clear top 25 team. They're only lost now. Granted, last time we saw them, why did they play a road game at Appalachian State? Why, why would Bruce Pearl have scheduled that game? They lost that game outright is, to the Mountaineers. And their only other loss is the Baylor game earlier in the year in South Dakota. Um, I'm trying to remember, is it, you know, a lot of times, Jeff, when you see those types of games, the coaching relationships uh, involved too, you know, maybe Dustin you know, previous Kearns. staff. I, I don't know if that was the case there or it was Dustin just a Kearns matter, matter of filling uh, 
you know, filling a filling a spot in between games. You know, but coaches don't want to go too long without games, right? Especially getting close to uh, to conference games or a game like this, which is a major, you know, interconference uh, matchup. So uh, there's a variety of reasons, and um, you know, but look, but now in this game too, there's another game that really hasn't moved. Yep, uh, hasn't moved. You know, this uh, this number sitting right at seven is exactly where we open it. The total hasn't moved either at one forty-five and a half. Um, probably value there with with the points uh, with Indiana, Alex. I like it. I like the dog here in this one. They they played a tough schedule. Um, Connecticut being one of their toughest teams yeah. that, and their only loss. So I think they can hang in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Indiana. Indiana's had a weird year so far because yeah. You look at the way it started. They are 7-1. and one. Ken Palm has them at 65, which is perennially bubbly <laughs> right now. Uh, but they had they, they, they started at the beginning of the year where they they won, but they struggled to beat Florida Gulf Coast. They struggled to beat Army. It was a bottom 20 team in Ken Palm. Uh, Wright State didn't have their two best players in that game. They only won by nine in that one, which was, if you had the early number on Indiana, the most vicious beat that he could have taken <laughs> this year. Yeah. Uh, but they've gotten better the last few times out. A really nice win against a good Harvard team in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Win- beating Maryland by 12, and then that road win in Ann Arbor earlier in the week against Michigan. I think they're they're still trying to uh, really, you know, and a lot of teams are. Look, it's, it's still so early in the season. P- teams are trying to find, oh, yeah. you know, rhythm, rotation. Yeah. You talk about, you know, we, we talk a lot about the transfer portal in – in, in college football, it's the same. It's college basketball is it's the same situation. I mean, there's even more because there's so many more teams, right? So, yeah. you know, when you've got more than uh, double the the amount of of, of Division One uh, basketball programs, there is so much movement. You've got coaches coaching movement and thing uh, as as well. So, with that, this particular uh, time of the year where there is some change, then you've got you've got Teams just really looking to uh, to get into that rotations, coaches, you know, player rotations, and 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 things like that. So, uh, not unusual, but that's why, particularly early in the season, points are are pretty valuable. And and you'll see uh, pros like Alex really look to, to to get like like we're talking about now in Indiana, yeah. but plus seven here in a in a game. Not saying that they're going to win or that they're going to cover. But there's there that's where the value is as opposed to laying it in this particular matchup. You give me a lot of credit, Vinny, and I appreciate it. Right. I gotta give Jeff a little credit because I think he's he's got the college basketball. He's, well, he's ahead got of me, but I'm I'm and he's also a broadcaster. By the way, nice job, Les. Appreciate it, Vinny. On the G League. Uh, all, game. all I'm gonna tell you is like because that was the first game I've done in a long time. Boy, the pace of that game, though, that game was so. Well, you kept up well, my friend. I had no choice, and I had it on. I had it on my phone because on my other TVs, I had I had other games on and everything. And then I'm walking around, walking around the house, and my wife, my wife says, "What is that? Who is, is that, Jeff?" <laughs> As a matter of fact, it is. Yes. Um, you know what, Alex? I'm gonna do it here. The Paul in Louisville. Well, here we go. Okay. Now, now, if now, this was 1986, it'd be great. It'd be <laughs> great, but. It's uh, it's not anymore. No. Uh, DePaul, look, I, it bo- I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little stunned at how bad this DePaul team is. Now, I will say, I got to get them. They laid them on at one and one and a half. Vinny, Vinny, I got to, I got to give one of my good friends, John Saltzman, credit here yep. because he warned me before the year, texted me going into that first game against IPFW, is like, hey, whatever you got, take everything on the IPFW. DePaul's the worst 
power five plus six I've ever seen. Oof. And he's been right so far this year. Yep. But as you said, they're petting the pole today. Yeah. And look, I know Louisville's a disaster. Yeah. But they're better than this. The ball. I'm going to take Louisville. If the ball beats well, me, well, I, 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 Vinny, I've bet against the ball every game this year, and I've only lost in the South Dakota game. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are teams that you're going to be able to follow and not necessarily meaning that in a support role, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> fade role as well. But if you like them that much, particularly with this game being as close as it is, you're better off betting them on the money line. Don't lay 110 and take the two. No, I'm going to I'm going to outright take them, it. I'm take, take them on the, on the money I, I, line. I mean, look, and if you take the plus price, right? And there's no home and there's no home court advantage at Wintrust for not, the ball. No. Not quite. I mean, yeah. So, but that's why you you look at this schedule, right? Up and down and then of course, you know, we got a, a sheet full of a, a added games as well. So, yeah. there's a lot to choose from. And again, this is where you see numbers, especially totals, they move very quickly. And I'm not talking about half-point increments. I'm talking about at least a point, point and a half, uh, because there's a lot of respected opinions uh, betting uh, betting the college baskets. I want to get you one last game yeah, before we let you get out of here. I yep. can't let you go out let, let you go out on DePaul Louisville. I can't, I can't let you. that happen. Thank you. Arizona, that's a little better than this, than that game I just mentioned. This is a really interesting matchup at the McHale Center in Tucson. They're welcoming Wisconsin. Yeah, who's playing better? They're playing. Wisconsin is playing some great basketball right now. After a one and two start, mm -hmm. they've rattled off six straight, and they've beaten a bunch of high quality opponents along the way. They beat Virginia. They beat Marquette. They went on the road, and really hammered Michigan State earlier in the week in East Lansing. Winning by 13 as a uh, as an mm -hmm. underdog in that game. Now they go to the McHale Center, Arizona. Look, I, look, you. Uh, uh, we know. Uh, you know, we can't look at the polls for making point spreads. We know that, but this number feels right that you have on this one. I have nine, it right there. I have yeah. this game nine ten. Uh, yeah, I've got I, Arizona as my top rated uh, team. Yeah, I think I think at this in uh, in uh, uh, my power at rating. this point. And by the way, Arizona. So I, I got to give a lot of these teams credit. They are going out and scheduling great non-con schedules now, mm -hmm. especially these high-end teams. Because look at in order to get a one or a two seed, you got to go out, schedule these games, win a good collection of them. Arizona this year, they beat Duke in Cameron Indoor. Hey. They beat Michigan State in that game in Palm Springs yep. on Thanksgiving. Now they have this one at home. Then they go play Purdue in Indianapolis next Saturday. Mm -hmm. They play Alabama in Phoenix the week after that, and then they come here to Vegas to play Florida Atlantic on the mm -hmm. Saturday before Christmas. This is an unbelievable stretch for wow. a team that you already have power rated number one in the country. You get through this stretch three and one, there's really no shadow of a doubt of who should be power rated number one in the country, and it should be the Arizona Wildcats. I like their game. I like uh, uh, their philosophy of going out and playing as, as difficult to schedule as early as possible. You know, Izzo, Tom Izzo did that for a long time mm -hmm. in, in the last uh, oh, 15 years or so uh, with Michigan State, and I think other teams have noticed it. And it's not just, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the preseason tournaments, the high-profile tournaments at, at, at the Garden – uh, in uh, in Los Angeles, uh, you know when when you know, and I I think if you you want to know about your team and get them not only conference ready but but tournament tested. Te there's there are more coaches, and I give them credit for this tournament testing their team earlier. Oh yeah, and that's I think that's important because they're going to be on the they're going to be away from home. 
uh, it, it, when it comes to the uh, comes to the tournament, when it comes to the conference tournaments. I mean, sure, their their fans travel and everything. We know that the uh, uh, that that they'll be here. But the thing about it if, for that uh, for that particular uh, conference tournament, um, this is a good this is a good ball club. A good guard play. They have some size. Good free throw shooting team, especially at the end. When you if you watch that Duke game. They made their free throws. Uh, they made their free throws down the stretch, and um, I've got to tell you, this uh, another team that's uh, very much, uh, very much in sync and bears keeping an eye on. I'm not saying certainly that uh, they're, you know, they're going to slip up a, a, along the way, and there'll be a stretch where you know, and of course, you, you hope they that they say stay healthy and everything. Um, but I like the game uh, by the Wildcats. Yeah, and very well rounded, eighth quickest but then fifth best defense mm-hmm. in the country. So they're good on both sides of the ball. Thirteenth yeah. offensively, fifth best. And offensive rebounds, so I like that there. I yeah. lean to laying the points here with the Wildcats, but nine and a half is a hasn't lot of moved. Points. We've opened at nine and a half, so it's a, a two way action right now. But I think there'll be some support though for the for the yeah. I, I think the number's right personally. Mm-hmm. This, this was one of those saw it like you know what I'm going to just stay out of this. See if Wisconsin gets out early, maybe take a low lay a lower number with sure. Arizona in game or. Yeah. Arizona gets out big, maybe come back with a bloated number on Wisconsin the maybe. other way. Um, the total in-game spot for that one. All right, Vinny. Look, we, we've kept you long enough. We'll let you go back to work. We're going to go back to work now. We didn't want the Holy War. The Holy... BYU and Utah. BYU and Utah. Yeah, By the way, yeah, how yeah. how good I, my my brain my brain totally didn't like, work did there. I, Alex. Is that... I will tell you this: the thing uh, I think a lot of folks are surprised by by BYU. Uh, I, am. Performance I can tell you this I year. am. <laughs> um, they've taken people by surprise. Now, the thing about BYU is, and by the way, that number, uh, three and a half and holding steady, the uh, uh, the total at uh, 152 also holding steady right now. Um, I think what, what we gotta have to remember about BYU is they're an older team too. Now, you say that in football and everything, but the thing is, a, a lot of times BYU matchups. Now this is this is a rivalry too, right? I mean, so there's a lot of emotion in this game, and uh, certainly recruiting implications and things like that. But you know, when you uh, when you watch BYU, uh, you've got you've got a lot of times men against boys. It's you know, 22, 23, 24. You know, a lot of the guys on BYU have gone on missions and they come back uh, bigger, stronger. Uh, and so, uh, but this is this is a team I think that's. Uh, really, it, it certainly surprised me. I, you know, I, do, I thought they would be good. They're better than I thought they would be. Where Alex. do you have them rated? Um, I've got them in BYU top. Uh, I've got them in my top 12. Top 12, okay. And power you've, rating you've standpoint. I've had to really them. adjust them. I've, I've bumped them right now. And again, the bumps in college hoops are, are, are more... Uh, uh, substantial, I'll call it, than than let's say in, in college football early on, right? Uh, but they've they've earned it. I mean, I've got them uh, uh, right in in my in my top twelve. I've I've bumped them uh, by four points already in uh, my power ratings. I like the Utes. I like the Utes outright. Right. Okay. I, I uh, another another money line play by the y- you know this BY you know. It, and again, I, I respect Ken Palm. Obviously, you guys buying sure, the yeah, counter respect him a, a lot, job. too. Uh, BYU, to me, I understand how you get the formula. They're, they're top 12 in both offense and defensive efficiency. They're ranked sixth. They ain't the sixth best team in the country. I, oh, there is well, no chance I didn't of say that it, being the case. I, again, you know my... You know my <laughs> yeah. 
rankings, polls. Yeah. It's yeah. a different story. There's no chance. They're close. They, by the end of the year, I would be surprised if there's 36 in the country by the end of the year. And as you mentioned, humongous rivalry game. Yeah. yeah. That is that Huntsman Center, when it is jammed, is a really nice home court advantage for the Utes. Mm -hmm. And this Utah team is vastly improved. Their only losses, all right, you lost on a neutral to Houston, nothing wrong with that. Right. You lost on a neutral to St. John's, that loss will look a lot better as the year goes along as Patino gets that, that Red Storm team better. Right, particularly because they're in that conference yeah. too, right? So, yeah. They've won at, they won at St. Mary's, even though the Gales are down. That's still a, a hard place to win in Moraga. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I just think you, this is a this is a good spot for Utah to find a way to get it done at home. Uh, I, I'll just I'll just take the dollar forty five yeah, rather no, I, than, than the three and a half. Again, it's 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 that close. And if you if you like them that much with uh, with the three three and a half, uh, and you think they can win the game, then sure. I mean, no no question. Absolutely. BYU beat SDSU early in the year. Yeah, but would you win. say this is their biggest test? Uh, solely, yes, solely because it's yeah. a road rivalry game. Yeah. Uh, because they got, they drew San Diego State at the Marriott Center, mm -hmm. and that's another, that's another home court advantage that doesn't get to do with what it's supposed not, to be. That is a great easy. home court BYU has uh, think, at home in Provo. And I give these, again, I think it's better for teams. And, and team, you know, really, when you think about it, a lot of these big schools, the games we're talking about, they've really taken a page out of some smaller schools. So, for instance, Northeastern, Texas Southern, these these schools, they go all over the country pre uh, pre conference play, and they'll play anybody. Oh, we wow. saw a couple of years ago. I think the Texas Southern went Texas up to Su Eugene Te Texas and Southern. beat Oregon at Oregon. So yeah. they want to get turn. They want to get conference ready, and so I think a lot of coaches started to look at that and say, "Listen, what we 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 need to do this too, right? I mean, we need to, you know, uh, to to get more better games." Along the way, in, 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 uh, not only before, but even during the season, we'll see this. And don't wait until March uh, to see just uh, because you also learn a lot about your team and what you need to work on to get ready for uh, for the uh, for the tournament. Vinny, pleasure as always. Thank you, Vinny. Carry on. We'll keep it rolling for the last few minutes here, Alex. I just want to touch Oklahoma and Arkansas. This one's at OKC today. A great start to the year. Uh, with with uh, with a seat, I don't want to say it was hot, but it, with a bad year this year, it might have gotten uncomfortable for Porter Mosier uh, in Norman. But the Sooners off, they ain't no start. Now, granted, they haven't really played anyone other than USC. That was a good win on a neutral. Uh, that was in San Diego earlier in the year. They beat Providence by 21. I don't think that Friar team is as good as people think. Uh, now they play in – it's a home game for Oklahoma and OKC. Now, Arkansas have a lot of fans there. Uh, I actually like Oklahoma in this game, laying the four. I, I don't know if it gets me all the way there to make it a full unit play, but the Sooners, to me, I, their, off their offense looks significantly improved from what it's been in the last few years. And defensively, they've always, more, Mosier's always had defense, good defensive teams going back to Loyola. They're 13th in Ken Palm. I like I like laying the four here with OU. Arkansas has been done pretty well. Well, they as did, well. They well, did they, beat Duke. They beat, beat Duke. Yep. And I mean, six and three doesn't seem that impressive. But I thought the number was just right. I didn't have a strong opinion on either side here. Uh, TCU Clemson. I just want to bring this up because Jim Root like Clemson earlier in the week on with us. This open a pick overnight, and they've just been pouring it on TCU in the market up to two. 
So Alex and I will be following our guy, Jim Root, and taking a money line price on the Clemson Tigers today against TCU, that game north of the border in Toronto. All right, the border war. KU hosting Mizzou. Uh, Last two years, Kansas just obliterated the Tigers in the last two matchups in this series. Uh, Kansas opened 14 here at the South Point. It's down to 12 and a half. Uh, which is actually market low. It's mostly 13 and a half right now. I liked it at 14. I definitely like it at 12 and a half with laying it with the Jayhawks here against Mizzou. I, I am very concerned here, Alex, more so than anything. Now, KU has depth issues. That's their biggest problem. They, they, they really can only roll six deep. But Mizzou's defense, I don't know how it's in the top 100 in Ken Palm. Their defense against real teams stinks. And KU has taken full advantage of Mizzou's inability to guard them the last two years, and there's absolutely no reason to think that changes today. So I, I, I'll going against the alma mater. <laughs> I'll take I'll take KU laying the points, especially the lower twelve and a half. I was leaning towards Mizzou here, but I like the over. Okay, over, over one forty four, and you kind of just mentioned it. Their defense has given up a lot of points to really good teams, and we have that here with Kansas. And Mizzou, again, playing a little, playing a slower pace than they played a year ago. Last year, uh, they were they were one of the faster teams in the country. They're in the bottom 100 in wow. pace this year. So uh, Dennis Gates and company uh, just totally flipping it around from what it was a year ago. Uh, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, Bryce uh, Jordan Center uh, for this one. Five, Ohio State laying it. There's some four and a half in the market. I do like the Buckeyes now. It is a little bit of a tricky spot. Here for Ohio State on the road in conference play, their first road conference game. Uh, Ohio State's only losses to a really good A&M team. And Penn State is coming in just playing some dreadful basketball. They've lost five in a row after the 4-0 start. Uh, It seems like Mike Rhodes has a little bit more work to do than we expected going into the year. Even though Micah Shrewsbury left that program in a pretty solid spot before taking the Notre Dame job. I, I, I thought this line should have been seven personally. So we'll take, especially with some four and a half in the market. Now we'll take the two, two and a half point advantage with the Buckeyes. Yeah. I think that's the only way to play this here with the Buckeyes. You're right. Penn state has not looked good as of recently. St. Mary's in Colorado state. Intriguing game in Fort Collins open five down to four. I like the Gales still at four. Uh, I'm going to start going against Colorado state when, when they're in this favored role. Now they're going to be in this favored role a lot because they are right now the best team in that conference. But this St. Mary's team, at some point, they're four and five. At some point, this team has too much talent to look like they've looked so far this year. Their only good win is they beat New Mexico to handle New Mexico by 14 and Moraga in their second game of the year. But they lost at home to Weber State, a game they shouldn't have lost. Uh, I mean, they lost that Xavier, who I think is pretty average on a neutral. San Diego State beat them by 25 here in Vegas. I, I, I'm still stunned at how bad this has looked for Randy Bennett. At some point, I expect this season to flip. It's part of the reason I like St. Mary's here to cover the short number against Colorado State. You do have to give them credit. I mean, they've had a very tough schedule, so you're going to have some losses through that stretch. But you're right, Colorado State, I think there is a time when you should start going against them. They are 5-0 and at home, though, so... We'll see how this one plays out. No play for me. I have to bring this up because it's uh, the, the, uh, the big rivalry in my home state. 
Rutgers travels to Newark to take on Seton Hall at the Rock tonight. Pirates, three and a half point favorites against Rutgers. Uh, Alex, I did nothing with this game. Uh, I think the number is right. I, I will say this on the Rutgers end. I expected this team to be much better than we've seen through the first eight games. Princeton beat them in Trenton to open the year. And their last two times out, Illinois smoked them at the rack. And then they went on the road to a, a Wake Forest team that I think is a borderline tournament team at best. And the Demon Deacons just put it on them earlier in the week. Uh, no play here. But I, I, at some point, I expect Rutgers to start looking a little bit better. Seton Hall's done. They've beaten all the teams they're better than. They lost all the teams they're worse than. So they're pretty That's much exactly. right on what you would expect right now. Exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah, it's a tough spot. I think the number's just right as well. All right, before we get out of here, two games at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson yes. tonight that I want to touch on. Drake and Nevada, a really good game for non-con mid-majors. I like Nevada at three. It's up to four, four and a half in the market. It was, it's one rogue three. I wonder if that number's still there. If it is, I'm going to take it before we leave the studio here. Uh, the, this Wolfpack team is really good. And, and, and as we know with Steve Alford, when Steve Alford is coaching at this level, he is an excellent coach in this league. We saw it in New Mexico. We're now starting to see it now in Nevada. Uh, I just think the Pack are a better basketball team. They're top 50 in both offense and defense. Uh, this Drake team, uh, again, uh, Tucker DeVries is one of the best players in that in that conference, if not the best player in the Valley. Uh, but this is a difficult matchup here in, Ve in Henderson, technically. I like the Pack laying the points. I didn't really look at this one too much. I will have to watch this and get a feel for this Nevada team, but it is a neutral site, but they'll definitely have fans here. There's a, there's a lot yep. of UNR fans here in Las Vegas. And there's the Nevada, ne Nevadan in you with the, with the, uh, the UNR. <laughs> yes. That's, that, that's, that's, uh, that's, well, that's the Las Vegas special. Yes, uh, more or the Nevada, the state of Nevada yep. special, I should say. Uh, UNLV's three against Loyola Marymount. I actually like the Rebs in that game. Uh, I actually expected this to come closer to six, uh, with, with, uh, with UNLV. So we'll lay the three with the Rebels. And then one last one, Alex, in Seattle tonight, Gonzaga's four on the road. This is, this is actually on campus for UW. Huskies a dog at home. I like Gonzaga tonight. I just, this is not, this is not one of Few's better teams. They're good, but they're not at the one seed level that we've been seeing year in and year out in recent years. Um, <laughs> Washington defense scares me in this game where they're going to want to play fast also, which plays right into Gonzaga's hands. And that 72nd-ranked defense, according to Ken Palm, I think is going to give Washington problems tonight. I like Gonzaga. will lay the four with the dogs to end the night on the road in Seattle. And I'm on the over in this one as well. So, nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll learn. I, I'm more of a totals better, um, especially hockey and college basketball. So. Good luck to you today. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, have, let's, let's Let's have a day. Let's have a day. Absolutely. All right. That's all the time we have here on this Saturday. Again, these Saturday shows going to be heavy on college hoops moving forward. Uh, tomorrow, we're back with our regular NFL program 24 hours from now, 9, 9 a.m. Pacific time, uh, as Alex and I will break down the whole NFL card yes. as we are heading to the stretch yeah. run in the NFL regular season. Good work behind the glass. Ann and Sean, as always, uh, shout out to Vinny for being with us as well. For Alex White, I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio.